Welcome to What I Wish I Learned in Law School. My name is Audrey Earhart, and I, just like you, am a practicing attorney, but I'm also the CEO and founder of Practice 42. At Practice 42, our goal is to build and sustain successful law practices across the nation. We do that in so many different ways, and I can't wait to talk to you more about that. Right now, I want you to know we're going to go ahead and focus on how you can become the next guest on my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School, and share so much of your journey with our audience. I'm so excited. It's going to take about 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go ahead and jump in. And with us right now, Nalini Mahadevan. That's right. Uh, Nalini, you are with MLO Law Firm. Yes. And, and what is your website? Uh, and the website is just like it says, mlolaw.us. Oh, terrific. Yeah, All right. Simple no, and easy. Yeah. Nalini, tell us about your firm. So we practice in two areas, uh, estate planning and immigration law. And um, I'm here today because we do special needs trusts as well. And as I'm learning today, I mean, tax is a huge part of which are trust planning. And so we would like to offer better and services to our clients. Mm. And that's why I'm here today. And where where are you based? So we are based in St. Louis, Missouri. We also have an office in Chicago and we are licensed in, so we are licensed in Missouri, Chicago, and Georgia, just a license of Georgia as well. And specifically your role with the firm, what do you do? I'm the principal attorney at the law firm. So we have two other, two other, one upcoming attorney who's going to join us and manage our immigration side of the practice. And we have another attorney managing our estate side of the practice. All right. So you've had some experience in the law and yeah, and and I'm sure you can think back to law school and there were some certain things that you learned and, and then there are things that you, you know, you, you just learn when you're out doing law and what are some of the maybe high level things that you can think of that they didn't teach you in law school? Um, I think, you know, uh, when you go to law school, you learn how to find things. So you learn how to research, you learn how to look at everything. And then you know what the law is, but you don't know how to apply it. There is nothing in law school that is currently taught that says, this is the law I learned and how am I actually going to use it in the real world? So uh, especially if I take my, both the sides of the practice, they're both highly transactional which means that detail and process are extremely important. So how do you put those details and processes in place? And how do you really run the business of law? So law is just not practicing law anymore. It's also because the multi-jurisdictional practice that most law firms are going to, it means how do you run your business? How do you multiply your business? What you do you delegate? How do you keep within the law? How do you practice ethically? I think those are you can you know talk about in theory from morning, noon, and night, but in actual practice, it's quite different. Yeah. How do you manage all of the you know? Let's say that someone has hopes and aspirations to uh, to start their own firm eventually. They 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 want to put their own shingle up, that sort of thing. How do you manage cases? How do you manage clients, like your customer relationship, that sort of thing? You know, is there, obviously it's very software based. How, how do you do that side of it? Or, or again, you've got people sure. for that now, but. <laughs> yeah. no, 
when I, oh yeah, I started out too, just like everybody else, almost 20 years ago when I graduated from law school. It was not the fashion to go into your own law practice, no. which I want, which I really wanted to do. So um, I started very small. So, you know, use the KISS principle, please keep it simple, stupid. I mean, really it applies. Keep it simple because no matter what anybody else teaches you, you still have to learn those things by yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing one can do as a new law, law practitioner is to go and maybe uh, shadow a, a practicing lawyer, um, join, the, join a practice for a while, understand what the nuances are, or become off counsel at a law practice. That will also teach you exactly what's involved. At law school, you can join the legal clinic. Legal clinic is a fabulous place to learn how to deal with clients, what procedures and practice to put in place. Um, I think as a lawyer, everybody thinks, oh, I'm, I know law, I'm going to practice law. <laughs> and somehow magically, you know, like the field of dreams, you're going to build it and they will show up. That's it, right? That's up. all. Yeah. And then, you know, whoops, it is not happening. Wow. So all relationships are built, you know, way before you ever get into law school or way before you ever are thinking of becoming a lawyer. Um, those relationships are very important. Be in the community, you know. I yeah. mean, I can go on for this for hours because yeah. it's, 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 you know. Uh, Let's talk about um, client acquisition or marketing, right. you know, uh, right, you know, sure. advertising, you know, in terms of like what maybe you thought it may have been of like where clients come from. Mm -hmm. And now that you've been, you're obviously the principal of a very successful firm. Um, what have you learned uh, that, that tends to work very well for new client acquisition versus maybe what you thought was the way that it was? Um, I think um, everybody thinks social media is the only way to go. It is not. It is one of the tools in your client acquisition arsenal. Um, in-person is still works. In-person still works. Particularly elder law. Is, elder oh law, my really. Goodness, people, yeah. You know, like anything else, people have to meet you several times before they trust you. This is a big trust place. You know, you're talking about your most, uh, you're talking about your finance, your family, all the good, bad, you know, the ugly and the beautiful things about your family. And you, have to be, you have to be in a comfortable space to think about it and talk about it. It's like going to a therapist, basically, you know, and we apply law to the therapy. What are some of the good ways that you've seen that help initiate those new relationships? And I, I like the point that you brought up that, it, you know, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a journey with right. this, you know, the person who's going from uh, initial awareness of your firm all the way through, you know, execution of everything, right? right. That's, that's a long journey there. Yes. Uh, but it begins with some way of maybe initiating that, hey, this is a relationship that could work. And, you know, how do you um, extend that, that first uh, invitation? So, the, I, you know, I think we are not Harry Potter. We don't have the <laughs> magic wand. Um, you have to keep at it. So marketing is a 24-7 exercise. Um, just because you, suppose you have enough clients to say, ah, I don't need to market, don't do that. Just keep going at it, hammer and tongs. It's not one method of marketing, it's several. So you not only build an online presence, which means all of the above, every kind of social media you can think of. Nowadays, people are even on Twitter and, I'm sorry, on Instagram and 
TikTok. Yeah. Because, I mean, believe me, believe me, it's a lot of the times it's the children who bring the elderly parents. Mm. And those children are on TikTok. Mm. Yeah. Um, and even now, grannies are getting to the act on TikTok. I yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm a lurker, so I can. <laughs> so become comfortable social media. Mm. But if you're an introvert, also learn how to make an elevator pitch so that you have a very quick you know 10 second or 15 second marketing um, clip that you say mm. and then once you repeat it again and again and again and again yeah it becomes comfortable right right you have to create comfort for yourself because all of us are not out there are not comfortable going in cold into a room and chatting with 15 people yeah. it's kind of hard yeah. yeah so i mean now that in person is opening up go to as many in-person events go to the events that you like mm-hmm. don't go to the events you don't like because you know if you go to the events you don't like you you won't be authentic no I it's a drain if a, it's a drain to be yes, there you're, yes, you're don't people will feel it people yeah oh yes yeah. you will feel it at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> you don't want to function as a lawyer if you, you're not you know, yeah to, yeah what is the future for MLO for over the next, you know, two to three years? Where, where do you see MLO doing more of, um, you know, where does growth, you know, if growth is part of that equation, what's the focus in, in terms of that? Actually, when, you know, you, you asked me about starting out and so I need to go back to starting out to now. I mean, I was like all the other attorneys, uh, you know, just take everything that walks in through the door. Mm. I started with that. I mean, did everything I could to build the business. And then now our focus has become more and more narrow. Mm-hmm. So if I did, a, I was more of a general practice to start out. And now we are so specialized. A niche Niche, I think practice is yes. the way to go. I, you are not the only person to say that. I've heard that quite a bit. And so for listeners of the podcast, if you haven't committed that, you know, that, that focus uh, professionally, it's time to really start considering that is which lane do you want to play in? You know, general practice, I think maybe is a great way to kind of figure out. What you like. Yes, exactly. And then once you find out what you love, yeah, <laughs> and dive in and become very well known. Yes, area. because that means niche with a niche, really. Because now, if you think about, you know, today we are here at this tax planning seminar. Yeah, not all elder law attorneys specialize in tax. Yeah. not all of them are filing federal tax returns. So if you that, so now you're talking a niche with a niche with a niche, mm-hmm. and all the different types of trusts. So if you want to know what you should do. Specialize in one kind of trust, specialize in the tax angles of that one kind of trust. Yeah. And write about it, write about it, write about it, talk about it, talk yeah. about it, talk about it. So you so your niche within a niche for MLO is is what? So we have two niches actually, yes. and two completely different audiences. One is our estate planning and the other one, and we we focus on immigrants because our, we have the immigration side of our practice. So a lot of our clients are both immigrants who come to our for the mm, U.S. immigration mm-hmm. who also graduate into our estate planning. Because like immigrants, like everybody else, they come here. We deal with uh, immigrants who have entered the country on a visa. Mm-hmm. So um, those people are also figuring their lives out just like all of us. You know, you buy the home, the kids are going to school and oops, suddenly you have a retirement and a house and, you know, savings and all the other things that go with it. And now your parents are here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nalini, um, share your website one more time, please. MLO Law LLC. Yeah. And and for those who Sorry, are listening, MLO Law. Dot us. Yes. And, and for those that are listening and, and maybe they'd love to reach out, connect, network with you, or, um, you know, certainly if you're uh, hiring, you know, in the future, other, other attorneys, practicing attorneys, um, what are some of the best ways to engage with you? Uh, just email us, uh, call the office. We're at 314-932-7111. Call the office. Amber in office picks up phone. And she's really friendly. No. She's really friendly. And we have a business development manager, Usha Kaysman, and she's also open to every kind of new idea you can think of. Yeah. Nalini Mahadevan, MLO Law Firm. Thank you so much for joining us. From St. Louis. Thank you. It's Audrey Earhart here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, What I Wish I Learned in Law School. Listen, if you are a successful attorney and you want to share your message and you have something that you want to give back here, I would love you to be, to have you there to be a part of my program. And that's again, the What I Wish I Learned in Law School platform. That's our podcast. This is where you're really going to have the opportunity to share our amazing message. And listen, if you got something out of this interview, it's really important that you share our podcast with your social media. It's not just about our social media where we're going to be putting this out on our Instagram, Practice Ready 2, our Facebook, Practice Ready 2. You'll even see it on my LinkedIn, Audrey. And you'll also see it Practice Ready 2's LinkedIn as well. We really want you to be part of this community so we can get your unique message out. We're putting out so many, so much content on a weekly basis. I know you're going to find something that piques your interest. You can learn from, share with your audience too. And listen, you can just do a quick screenshot of your phone number and text it to a friend so they can take a look at everything. They can see what you're up to on social media. They can see what we're up to. And really, this is the way that we're going to help our lawyer community learn what they need to know. There's so much that none of us learned in law school about how to run a business, how to optimize our processes, how to get the right marketing for our practice, how to use legal technology, which changes on a daily basis. Listen, let's get connected. Let's stay connected. I'm so appreciative of you for being here. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.